I knew nothing about Fiddler on the Roof. Never seen it, never heard it. I just had some vision of a guy dancing on a hut with a violin singing, Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. And that's probably not the right tune. So when I asked each of these performers, these graduating seniors, what the story of Fiddler was, I was asking from a place of honest ignorance. Now, we're about to play you a combination of all their interviews, and if you're like me, your instinct will be to listen to all the specifics, the details, so you can get the dirt and understand the plot. But I want to suggest you don't do that. Instead, just listen to their voice, to why they tell the story. I know that's probably confusing, but I don't want to spoil it for you, okay? So without any other guidance than listen to the why and not the what, we present to you Fiddler on the Roof in under four minutes. Ladies, would you mind dishing the tea? Okay, so basically, so it's all about tradition. They're in this town called Anatevka tradition their whole town is obsessed with tradition girls can't dance with guys um the father's like the head of the house anything he says goes there is a tradition where the girls get kind of arranged marriages there is a matchmaker and the matchmaker like makes all these matches for the town like you think it's going to be a story about um like following traditions but like soon you realize that it's about these three daughters breaking tradition and following their own paths in life but the one family in general is based on Tevya, which is the father. Um, Tevya the, is like a milkman, the lead dad. And um, he has five daughters. Zaitul, Hadel, Hava, and the two younger sisters. So he like sets up the first daughter with Laser Wolf, who's like 62. And she's only like, I think she's 18. I'm not positive. But um so she didn't want to marry him. She wanted to marry this other guy, um, model, who wasn't rich and, like, didn't really have, like, a lot going for him. Tevye's like, this is a problem. You can't do it without my permission. But then he, like, sort of realizes, okay, well, they're really in love, so maybe I'll let it happen. And it kind of shook the whole tradition thing because all of the other daughters and siblings to the oldest was like, I'm not going to marry for just any reason. Like, I want to marry someone that I actually like. So it kind of like shook the whole town up a little bit. The second daughter also falls in love without his permission. Tevye's like, whoa, 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 this is not cool. I mean, this is now twice. He is, the, he is their tutor who believes in different customs. Like, he's seen the world. He thinks that a girl and a boy should be able to dance together even if they're not married. So at my wedding, they dance together and they break all of these traditions because girls and boys are not supposed to be anywhere near each other. And after a while... She followed him to Siberia. And that was like a big step. Like, that's not what was supposed to happen. She was supposed to marry someone and stay in Anatevka with her family. But she didn't do that. Um, I think in choosing to marry Perchik and not having her marriage arranged for her, that was really her breaking tradition. And then and then when it came to me, it was uh, not good. Not a good time, for sure. <laughs> and my younger sister falls in love with a Russian who you're not supposed to do because he does not believe in Jewish faith. She married a Russian and like 
she moved away and like she was disowned. Tevya, I keep wanting to say Hudson because it was Hudson. Um, Tevya wouldn't allow that one because he already allowed the first two and he was like, no, you're not running off with a Russian. So she actually ran away. And then there's like this whole really dramatic scene because like Tevya like acted like she was dead to him and the family. So that scene would make you cry. And so at the end, the Russians come, they kick us out of Anatevka. And we have to leave because we're not accepted for our faith anymore. Yeah, that's the ending. Like, we get kicked out. The ending is so sad. Like, it's my, it was my first musical with a sad ending. To be blunt, these young women are from Greene County, New York. I can't think of a place more different from a 1905 Jewish-Russian town where people have arranged marriages. These ladies are so far removed from this story, so why do they come alive when telling it? Why do they love it so much? That's what we're going to uncover in this episode. Why did these students care so much about this story? As with every story, the plot will only take you so far. It's what you take away from it that matters. We'll hear from each of them, and we'll learn what they've gained from living in this Jewish-Russian town from 1905. What they were hoping to live with you again. We'll hear about why they wanted to tell this story. Episode 2. Fiddler on the what? And it sounds like, you mentioned this before, but I just want to be clear. It sounds like your character is the first conflict that's overcome in this story and then as you said before you kind of set up what happens throughout the story Mm -hmm. do do you make an exit in act one are you gone from the story after your conflict is resolved or does your story continue So my wedding is the last scene in act one and then after that i have like one or two appearances because there is um a scene where I'm with Yenta, who is the village matchmaker that makes up the matches that we're supposed to marry. And she's talking to me about how she got this letter for my sister, and then I leave again, and then I don't come back until, like, the final scene of the show. So I'm very much, like, I'm a blurb until the end at that point. Because it's mostly about but my sister. You are, you are present throughout. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So it sounds like Act 1 is a lot of you, and then Act 2, you're kind of in mm-hmm. and out. Okay. Um, it sounds like you spent a lot of time like, processing this. I mean, you, you clearly know the arc of the story, and you know the like the historical yeah. context of everything. Is, is there anything else that you learned from either the story or you learned from playing your role? And I mean you, like Bella learned, Bella took something away from going through this story or having to perform this role? I learned a lot about Judaism back in the day, actually. (laughs) During um, when we first started our like acting calls, it was more of just Tara would sit us down and we'd research and talk a lot about how they lived back then. So we knew what kind of roles we were playing. And it was so weird because like in their house, usually the mother and father sleep in separate beds. There's not, you have like, you have a kitchen and then you have like your bedroom and there's nothing else. Usually you'll have like, we had a farm 
and it was our job to make the butter, milk the cows. Like we had to do everything. We wrote down notes on like how long it took to make the butter and the milk and stuff and cheese even, but I don't remember exactly, but we were just like, (laughs) (laughs) we learned a lot about their customs. There was a lot of superstitions that we learned too. I'm trying to remember some of them. I'm drawing a blank. It was a very long time That's ago. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was really interesting learning about this whole different culture and how they lived back then because we take for granted everything we have now, but they had none of that. Even like the freedoms we have today, we wouldn't have had. And do you, do you feel like then you were able to get a an appreciation for this other culture or was it just kind of like an oddity? Did you just find it as kind of odd? I think I, I appreciate their history more now because they go through, they've gone through a lot. Like I couldn't even imagine not being able to stay in my home because of my religion, because of what I believed in. Like we did the simulation where we were at Greenville High School, but anyone who was in the musical wasn't allowed and wasn't allowed anymore. Like we weren't accepted because we did the musical. So we had to figure out like where we would go, what we would be able to bring with us and how we would choose to live after that. Because we can't stay in the country anymore because we do musicals. And so it kind of like puts into your eyes, like why, what's so wrong about me doing a musical that I can't stay in my home? Like, why can't they stay just because they believe in a different faith? So it sounds like that simulation kind of got you to explore what it would have been like to to have been an outcast. I was so impressed that Bella talked about why being different can sadly be dangerous. Ha! How timely and meaningful to learn what it's like to be an outcast. And in a similar way, another student talked about why this journey into another culture was so different for them. Here we have Gianna Mancuso. So so where did your role as the second youngest sister fit into this? Like those five lines or whatever you did on stage, stage how did you fit into this plot? So um, in the beginning, it was just like helping. And then in the middle, we were like taking lessons from one of the um, teachers. And then at the end, it was um, we were getting chosen to get married. Oh, interesting. So, so these marriages were arranged? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. And, and it sounds like you have like a, a pretty solid grasp of the plot and your place in it. Is there anything that uh, by rehearsing it and, and by seeing your, your peers do this that you learned from this story or that you learned from your character? You know, that, that Gianna learned, that, that kind of you could take away from it. Um. Kind of like the arranged marriage thing, like, it was different back then, of course, like, it's kind of weird that they didn't have a choice of who they got to marry, and, like, they had to pay money, like, a dowry, 
and stuff. I thought that was pretty, like, odd. Just because, like, we don't do that here. We've had Bella, who reflected on being marginalized, and now Gianna, who was forced to reckon with how unimaginable life was in the not-too-distant past. Both very thoughtful, and both beginning to establish a theme. Through this musical, these students opened up to what the world was and what it is. Taking that a step further now, Sierra Missler. So what, what did you take away from that story then i mean there's a lot that you as an actor i'm sure took away from your role and your rehearsal process but but just you experiencing that plot what what have you learned from that plot it's definitely it's a deep plot um mr meredith actually related it to this year like how we kind of got kicked out of school and how there's no like real resolution to the end of this year um, and being a senior, not being able to go back. So I guess like this musical was kind of like perfect for this year because like, even though we didn't get to finish it, we kind of still got the feeling of finishing it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wow. It's very meta, but it's very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like this, it's like the musicals living in you guys now. Ooh. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Can you tell me then, in, in this general plot um, of marriages being arranged and then people opposing them and there being kind of like a family lost, how did your character, and now let's kind of focus on the, the grandma, how did your grandma help to push that plot along? So Tevya, after he said yes to, um, to Zytel, um marrying Model, he had to make up this elaborate story that his, that, um, Tevya's wife, what's her name? I can't think of the name right now. That's okay. But, um, <laughs> she, her grandmother came to him when he was sleeping and Fruma Sarah, which is Laser Wolf's, um, dead wife. And they came to him and basically told him that if Saitl married Laser Wolf, that the whole family would be cursed and, then Grandma Zaito said that she needs to marry Model. So it was like this whole dream scene. It was like a nightmare where Tevya makes up this whole story about Grandma coming back from the dead, like as a ghost, and telling him that he has to marry, or that Zaito has to marry Model, that Laser Wolf is not right. Wow. And so you're, <laughs> you're, you're a real... Uh antagonist in that then you you, you really antagonize uh tevia to 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 make him fearful well he's making up the story so we're trying to make his wife believe that that's what really happened so okay. she, so she like believes that models the right one for zytel because okay. he already said yes, so now he has to convince the wife, but he does it through a nightmare. Through a nightmare. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> the world 
as it was, and, as Sierra explained, the world as it is in this very moment. This is a story of acceptance and loss beyond choice or control. We can all relate to that, and we can all understand how difficult it can be to accept it. So we have students who have really explored this timeline, and we have another student who will bring it home even more for us. Riley Ute. How do you think your character, like, pushed the plot? How do you think your character forced conflict or mm -hmm. brought this musical to another level? I would say, given the circumstances around that time where, you know, like, Jews were looked down upon by the Russians, and you have this Jewish girl in this traditional hometown that falls in love with a Russian soldier, it kind of pushes Tevya over the edge and breaks, you know, the me I wouldn't say the meaning of family, but like, you know, staying together as a family. And yeah, it just, it wasn't good, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is there anything that you, Riley, that you kind of personally learned from either the story or from playing this part? Because it sounds like you spent a lot of time thinking about the meaning of the story and mm -hmm. the role. Is there anything that you, you, you gained from, from performing it? Um... I would definitely say um, that Javier did teach me to be individual and, you know, it's all right to, you know, say no to mom when washing the dishes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, but like acting wise, I would definitely say it helped me with like a more dramatic standpoint, you know, like be more emotional about like circumstances, you know, like those horrible circumstances of being kicked out of a family because of your own beliefs. And, you know, some people are dealing with that today, which is kind of, it is sad. So it's like hard to believe. This is a classic teacher move, but I'm going to respond with what these students are saying and slightly shift gears. This is a story about family, past, present, and future. How do we, in our small communities of our homes, deal with change? It's a tough question, and it can be hard as an adolescent to know how to answer that. With her unique answer, we have Bailey Capel. And, and how did your character, how did Huddle um, fit into that narrative of breaking out of tradition? Um, I think in choosing to marry Perchik and not having her marriage arranged for her, that was really her breaking tradition. And then she followed him to Siberia. And that was like a big step. Like, that's not what was supposed to happen. She was supposed to marry someone and stay in Anatevka with her family. But she didn't do that. So it sounds like her life changed dramatically and because of the choices she made, her family's life changed dramatically? Yeah. Did, have you learned anything from either this story in general or from your character's journey through this story? Is there anything that you, Bailey, learned that could be applied to Bailey's life from training in this world? Um, 
I think like following my dreams and not letting anyone decide what my life should be and really like doing what's best for me. Cause I think a lot of the time, like I worry about what other people think, but um, I think I realized that like you can be happier when you choose that for yourself. It's about our own individual choices, about us accepting who we are and what we want for our own lives. So through these interviews, we've gone from the large group of the society, the religion, the disempowered, to the sole one, the lonely person who has to defend their way of life. But still, a question persists. How? How does the individual persist in the face of adversity? Do we maintain our traditions because they are what have sustained us? Or do we abandon them and face the unknowing chaos? To that point, we have Alex Content. So your role in this was as the matchmaker. Um, how did you push the plot along? I mean, did you push the plot along just by making horrible matches every time? Or was was there more to your character in terms of like the difference between the old world and the new world, it sounds like? I feel like with my character, I was very much stuck in the old world. I was like, everything has to revolve around me. And if people advance, that's not okay. Um, I felt like that helped push the plot along because like it really showed like how things were advancing and how people were changing. So, so what do you think, uh, what do you think is the general lesson that you walked away from experiencing this plot and, and your, your, your character's arc? Um, what did you learn from this show? I feel like the show had a very deep meaning like message and it was like don't be afraid for change and the sense like don't be afraid to like jump into new times and just because it wasn't okay back then doesn't mean it's not okay now um i felt like the show was very much um like there was like an overall theme of that which i thought was very important and i took from it so you think the show was about letting go of traditions or or was it about maintaining traditions in a modern way i'm just trying to understand that ending where they all have to leave and 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 i assume it was do they all have to leave because they were jewish and because of their traditions yes they all had to leave because they were jewish so do you think then is is this is this musical about the need to abandon tradition like how do you think tradition falls into the the lesson of the musical i think tradition like plays multiple roles in the lesson of the musical i think that like yes tradition sometimes has to change but i also feel like it was commenting on like sometimes tradition is wrong interesting and and what do you think the musical was commenting on persecution Oh, now we're going deep. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's commenting like on how persecution was like such a big thing, and it's part of our history. And I feel like so many times, like we just don't even realize like how big it was part of our history. Um, and like it's still seen today, persecution. 
Alex boiled it down to a phrase. Persecution persists. Maybe that's also what this musical is about. The ability to confront persecution in your own time, in your own life, struggle with its existence, and just move on? As they did from Anna Tevka? Maybe that's not it, but I think there's one more take on this story. Emma Smith's. They have to pick up and leave, so they have to leave their town behind, and um, they kind of realize that with everything being destroyed, that it doesn't really matter who you marry, what you do with your life, as long as you're happy, that is really the only thing that, that really matters. So it kind of, it kind of, it doesn't crumble tradition, but it definitely has like a different standpoint than what it was before in the beginning of the play. So that's the evolution is like the the different yeah. meaning of tradition or how tradition isn't as powerful as it used to be because of this event? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. It's It's kind of like tradition is very important and it should be taken seriously. But when it comes to like your family's happiness and life itself, it kind of it's it's on the back burner a little bit. And so when when you think about this musical. Is that your major takeaway from this story? Or did you learn anything else from watching this story and watching your, your peers act out the story? Did this story affect you in any way? I don't know. Um, I, I kind of, I don't know. Um, that's pretty much my takeaway from the story. Like, I think tradition's important, but it's not top priority. Like, if there's something that will make you happier, and if your family supports you through it all, that's really all that matters. I don't think that one thing is the only way to go. So. And so you, you're, it sounds like your main character was the wine bottle dancer. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was a bottle dancer. Yep. <laughs> so then can you explain to me? How did the bottle dancer fit into all this? Like, where does the bottle dancer come into that plot of tradition <laughs> and daughters challenging and everything? So the um, oldest daughter was supposed to marry Laser Wolf, which was the butcher, and decided that that wasn't going to happen. So um, Tevya, the father, had a wedding for the oldest and um, her new her new husband. And as a tradition there is a like a whole dance scene that goes on where this person decides to put a bottle on the top of their head with a hat on and you do this whole thing where your upper body is completely stiff but you are changing heights and you're going on your knees and twirling and sliding across the floor and this whole crazy thing and you're supposed to not drop the bottle um lot harder than you think <laughs> you cannot breathe during the scene at all oh it's so tricky but it's so fun and um at this moment the families are still separated so the girls are on one side of the stage the boys are on the other there's no dancing together you cannot touch so it's just this like crazy divide between people and then you have these bottle dancers kind of like coming in and sliding across the floor and oh it's such a fun scene it seems that for Emma, 
what she learned is that what ultimately matters is what brings us happiness. And what brings us happiness will hopefully be supported by our family. And that family will come to grow and learn with us and hold us up in pursuit of that goal. So that's Emma's take. And we've talked about all of these actors and, and all what they've all learned from this. But let's put it now in totality. What is Fiddler on the Roof? Well, according to these actors, Fiddler on the Roof tells us that some of us are outcasts, trapped by traditions of our own and of others, but that we all are at a loss to explain just how lost the world is. We all rely on family and argue with family, and we all have our own unique individuality, and in that, struggle with the persecutions around us. And throughout all of this, we all just want to be happy, as, as easy as it sounds, but as hard as it is. So maybe, with these reflections in mind, maybe that's the story of Fiddler on the Roof. And who says kids don't learn from the arts? Thanks for listening. In our next episode, the students shift gears and tell us about the one moment that started it all for them. The moment where their hearts were pounding and their ears were listening, their eyes were watching. The moment almost every actor dreads and loves the audition. Yikes. <laughs> Hope to see you there.